Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 80. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Eighty episodes. That is pretty darn cool, I think. Thank you so much for all of your support over the last year and a half. I appreciate you listening, sharing these episodes with friends, giving reviews, interacting with me on um, Instagram. And I'm especially lucky to be able to work with my clients and do what I love to do. Thanks for being on this journey with me. I kind of had an interesting experience over the last couple of weeks. I had a very similar conversation with two of my siblings separately and also with my mom. And they all wanted to know my opinion as a mindfulness coach about something that they have kind of noticed about society around them and that they thought was interesting. Now, I have to preface this by saying that I come from an extremely tough line of ancestors, including my parents. Like I wasn't raised on a farm, but my mom was. And um, both my parents were raised to be very tough, to deal with hard things and to work even when they don't want to. And I was raised in that same vein to be, you know, kind of gritty. And I'm so grateful for the work ethic I was taught growing up. It's a really powerful thing. Um, But my family members, they all wanted to know how I feel about grit. You know, they know that I work with my clients to understand and process their feelings. But they also notice in the world that a lot of people kind of use their feelings as a crutch. Like, yes, we've gotten better at acknowledging our emotional needs as humans, but maybe we've started to like focus on our feelings too much. This is kind of what they're asking me. It's almost like is feeling your feelings the opposite of being gritty? And is there a point where it would be more helpful to maybe just ignore your feelings and put your head down and get to work and just deal with whatever needs to be dealt with? And and then they also asked that maybe our kids aren't learning how to work hard enough. Or maybe they're not learning how to deal with hard things. And are our kids even capable of sticking it out when things get complicated or when they have uncomfortable feelings? So, yeah, I, I think this is a valid question. And yes, I think people are starting to talk about feelings more, starting to talk about mental health more. And this episode isn't necessarily about mental health, but just as an example of us talking about our feelings. But sometimes it seems like, Sometimes people have started to blame everyone around them for how they feel. 
And I don't want to say this in a negative way, but sometimes people can kind of get with their friends who have negative feelings like them and who feel bad like them, and then they can kind of commiserate. And so I think that what, again, what my some of my family members are saying is like, are people just getting whiny as opposed to actually processing their feelings? And I think that that's probably true in some cases, okay? But on the other hand, how many people have learned to just do, 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 and completely ignore their feelings? And I think that in older generations, that's kind of how things were. And in some ways, that's kind of how I was raised. So it's just kind of interesting to notice these two different parts of me. And I'm sure two different parts of you all as well. So today I want to discuss this through the lens of four characters that I've observed on the show alone. And you all think I'm obsessed with this show by now because I mentioned it. <laughs> I mentioned it in the last episode. But um, it's so great and I'd highly recommend you all watch it. You can watch it for free on his on the history website. I think it's history.com. And um, there are ads, obviously, but you can watch all, I think, eight episodes or something. And it's super fascinating. So we're going to focus on these four characters. And they all have amazing survival skills, but they have different mindsets and kind of different levels of grittiness that we're going to notice. Okay, so last week I talked about the character. Well, she's not a character. She's a person. But, I mean, the competitor from season seven. Callie, and she has the most amazing mindset and the most amazing emotional resilience. She wakes up every day and she's grateful and she searches for opportunities that the universe has provided around her instead of kind of looking around and thinking that she's lacking everything. It's like she's decided to work with nature instead of fighting against it. And she focuses her mind on things she can control. She finds ways to celebrate each day and she makes her experience enjoyable, even though she's alone trying to survive in this wilderness. And the awesome thing about her, besides this amazing emotional resilience that she has, is that she's also incredibly giddy, um, gritty. Sorry, When things are tough, she can stick it out. In the show, she would have stuck around for much longer, but the medical team had to take her away because she would she had some medical conditions that needed attention and she was devastated because she really loved where she was and she had this amazing grid so i'm going to kind of compare callie today in this episode to or to three other participants and there was an other participant in the same season her name was kylan who had some of honestly, the most amazing grit I've ever seen. She stuck it out through some incredibly tough times. And she was interesting because she had this actually kind of extremely negative outlook. She was always focused on what she did wrong, how she'd screwed up. She continuously told stories about how she'd failed in her past, even before um, you know, she was on the show alone. She'd talk about her past life and continuously relive those stories. She focused on what she was lacking and how she missed home. And she always seemed to be a little bit depressed, meaning that she wasn't really processing her emotions super well. But her amazing grit kept her in the game for an extremely long time, which is amazing, especially since she kind of seemed to be hating her experience rather than enjoying it like Callie. And eventually she did end up quitting. 
um, because even though she was gritty, her mindset wore out, whereas Callie had this emotional resilience and grittiness, and it helped her to stay longer. Now, in season two, there was another woman, and confusingly enough, her name is also Callie, so I'll call her Callie too. And um, she came in with actually a very similar emotional capability like Kelly one. She created joy for herself. She believed in her capacity. She chose powerful thoughts for herself. But there was a difference between her and Kelly. And that's that eventually Kelly too, she started to feel bored of her situation and she just didn't want to do it anymore. And I'd say that in a way, she kind of lacked the grit to stick it out. And she wasn't making herself suffer with negative thoughts, kind of like Kylan was, but she just wasn't able to keep her focus on what she'd set out to do. Now, I, I just have to be super clear that I am not making a judgment about Kylan or Kelly too, or saying that they made the wrong decision because that's that's none of my business. And each person gets to obviously make their own choices and we all make the right choices based on what we know and what we want in the moment, okay? And I'll talk later about some of my experiences. So I really hope you know I'm not judging them. They're amazing. And what I am saying is that Kylan had the grit but struggled with processing her emotions. And Kelly, too, had stronger emotional processing or emotional intelligence but didn't quite have as much grit. And so that made it harder for them, okay? Kelly, one, on the other hand, had emotional capacity and grit and it helped her to last a long time and enjoy her experience which that's kind of cool to actually enjoy your experience if you're in such a hard circumstance right now there are several people who fall into this last category but I'm going to mention one and that is Brant and he's from season one and he constantly talked about how this jungle was so depressing for him it was like the jungle um, was crushing him. He'd kind of talk about how it was crushing his soul almost. He couldn't breathe in it and how it was like the jungle was eating itself. And he talked about how the everything was so wet that everything was decaying. And he related that to almost like the jungle was making him decay. And he just couldn't handle the pressure and ended up leaving after just a couple of days. And in this example, Brandt was struggling with emotional resolve and emotional processing, but he also struggled with grit. So that combination made it practically impossible to survive longer than a couple of days. And I also have to say, just a reminder, all four of these people had amazing outdoor skills. So very little to compare there. And they all could have survived for long periods of time, just assuming that they weren't injured or had something out of their control happen to them. But what I want to point out is that the people who have grit and emotional intelligence are able to keep going longer, enjoying their experience more. And the people who lack one or the other or both are probably going to struggle more. And what does this have to do with singing or whatever it is that you're trying to figure out in your life? Well, it takes a long time to learn how to sing. It takes a long time to learn how to combine your singing with your acting. It takes a long time to know how to build enough repertoire and then connections with people, how to network and to have a solid career. It takes a long time to do all of those things. And if you have grit, you'll be able to stick it out for much longer than someone who isn't used to doing hard things, 
for very long or especially, you know, we, we can't always see the fruits of our labors right away and that can be frustrating. So but a person who has grit and no emotional intelligence will enjoy the journey much less. They'll kind of make themselves suffer and will therefore be less likely to continue to success or on this journey to success as a person who has the emotional ability and the grit together. Okay, so Hannah and I were talking this week and I was planning this episode and we were watching our show together and we realized that we obviously cannot judge other people, especially in situations that we haven't been in. And I definitely don't think that I would have the grit to try and survive in the wilderness for 100 days for a TV show because I'm just not really interested in it. But I do have a lot of grit in other areas of my life. So I don't want to pretend like I know what these people are going through. Just noticing um, kind of their different approaches, okay? But we were discussing what our personal jungles are, like Brand, who felt trapped in the jungle. He thought it was the jungle's fault that he felt the way he did. And he didn't realize it, that it was completely, he didn't realize that it was completely his thoughts about the jungle. He thought that anyone in his circumstance would feel exactly how he felt. Where, in fact, it wasn't even the jungle that made him crazy, believe it or not. It was the fact that he thought thoughts that made him feel horrible and uncomfortable. So it, was the, it wasn't the jungle at all that he hated. It was his feelings he'd created about the jungle. So do you see what I mean when sometimes I say that it's insanity to fight reality? Because just just imagine being scared of your own feelings that you created in the first place with your thoughts and then blaming that fear or those feelings on someone outside of your control or something outside of your control. And yet we do this all the time. So here's an example of me creating some uncomfortable feelings in one of my own personal jungles. Actually, I'll talk about a couple, but I used to be a choir teacher and there were aspects of the job that I really enjoyed, but for the most part, I could tell that it was not the job for me, especially teaching junior high students. (laughs) I felt really stifled and it was hard to handle the emotions healthily. Now, I did end up making the choice to move on from that career, and I'm so glad that I did. But looking back, I do realize that that teaching job was kind of like a jungle for me. I felt like I couldn't breathe, and I just I felt like it was the job itself, which doesn't really make sense because there are people who love teaching junior high choir, and it's like they're calling in life, and they have a wonderful time doing that. So I wish that I had had a little more emotional processing capacity or maybe a lot more than I did at the time. I still would have eventually moved on to the career that I have now um, because this is something that I love much more and I feel successful at it and it's great. But while I was there, I would have caused myself a lot less stress I probably would have slept a little bit better at night, had fewer nightmares, and probably found more ways to just kind of embrace and enjoy what I was doing, even 
knowing that it wasn't my calling, you know. I also would have carried less emotional baggage with me when I changed careers because I had a lot of thoughts like I was really hard on myself and I was worried that I hadn't been good enough as a teacher or that I hadn't been gritty enough and that's why it didn't work out. And I would have just owned my decision and then put my efforts into what felt better for me. But I kind of carried some emotional baggage with me because I left in a negative state. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But currently, I'm facing another jungle of mine because I'm responsible for maintenance at an apartment complex where Hana is the manager as long as well as um, you know, her dance teaching and choreography and the other things that she does in her career. And in fact, I was actually doing maintenance right before I came here. And <laughs> I have quite a few skills doing maintenance. I'm good at what I I do and I'm capable, but I just don't enjoy it. You know, I have moments where I'm proud of myself for what I've done or, but Like, it's one of the least enjoyable things I've ever done. And I find myself in a battle, really, in my mind, and a battle on a regular basis of trying to embrace the fact that I'm currently a maintenance guy, whether I like it or not, and that I don't have to remain here in the future if that's not what I want to do. And I know we're not going to be here. We're not even going to be here for very much longer. And... um. But I have to work on my thoughts very specifically so that I don't continually make myself suffer. It's part of my current journey. And honestly, I am so grateful that I get to learn and work on it while I'm here. Just don't ask me. (laughs) Don't ask me while I'm doing maintenance because I'm usually in the middle of my thought work. And I will probably just rant and tell you how much I hate it. But I keep doing the thought work and I'm able to come to a better place. (laughs) And as Hannah and I talked about this, Hannah said that one of her personal jungles is when she's in the kitchen and the kitchen where we currently are living doesn't have any windows. It has poor lighting, just kind of some fluorescent bulbs. And when the kids come in and start screaming about whatever kids are screaming about, it echoes really loudly in there and it can feel extremely confined. And here's the thing that I want you to realize. Everyone has a a different jungle or a few things that are kind of like jungles for them. We all have different things that are harder for us to deal with, but that doesn't mean that these personal jungles actually have power over you or your thoughts. Okay, you are still the one with your power if you choose to use it. Your personal jungle does feel overwhelming, but it really is your thoughts about your jungle that is overwhelming. And there are times when you're going to be tired and worn down, um, like you've worked hard all day, you've, you've used a lot of energy, you've worked on your thoughts throughout the day, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in your personal jungle at night when you might have already worn out your capacities a little bit. And yes, it does take more focus, more energy, more effort. 
But you are still the one who gets to choose how you feel and how you act. And the joyous thing about your personal jungles is that they provide you an opportunity to practice your thoughts to help you to be even stronger in the future. And that's amazing to me. So these opportunities help you to build more grit, essentially, which if you have listened to me from the beginning, you know that I'm a fan of Angela Duckworth's book, Grit. Grit. Like I said, I was raised in a gritty family. I love the book Grit. It's an important part of what I do. It's an important part of how I coach and how I teach. And I love that life gives me times where I can slowly work on my abilities, like when it feels manageable. But life also gives me times when Everything comes at me super fast and I have to struggle and figure out how to work on myself in a higher level when it feels, you know, maybe faster than I can handle in that moment. This is an awesome and challenging and joyful thing. And I'm so glad that I get to go through that. So I have one more powerful thing to share. And it's one of those thoughts that's completely life-changing if you listen and apply it. And this comes from Eckhart Tolle. He was talking about how you can develop the ability to act even when you find yourself in situations you don't like. And I think that is grittiness. He talks about observing the mind when you're in a jungle type situation. He doesn't call it a jungle situation, but one of those situations and how powerful it is to accept what is going on first and then to act. And so here's the quote. If you find your here and now intolerable and it makes you unhappy, you have three options. Remove yourself from the situation, change it, or accept it totally. If you want to take responsibility for your life, which I'll add, we that's kind of the point of this podcast, right? If you want to take responsibility for your life, he continues, you must choose one of these three options. And then he kind of ends it by saying, all else is insanity. And remember, like I said earlier, fighting reality is the most insane thing that you can do since it exists, whether you want it to or not. And um, then he goes on to talk about whether you, if you're going to leave or change your situation. And he recommends that if you're going to do that, as opposed to just embracing and accepting reality, to drop the negativity first, if at all possible. And this is a quote. Drop the negative negativity first, if at all possible. Action arising out of insight into what is required is more effective than action arising out of negativity. Okay, and that's the end of the quote. So to me, this sounds like a perfectly beautiful marriage of grit, which is the doing, and then the mindfulness, which is the being and accepting and the emotional resilience, okay? Accepting the now. So I choose to think that I work, I act, I choose, I create, I am powerful, and I accept what is, and I don't take on unnecessary emotional baggage by pretending <laughs> that the jungle has power over me or that my partner has power over me or my kids or the maintenance schedule or the upper world or whatever. I think that the answer my family members are trying to find is not that people need to start ignoring their feelings and just go, go, go. But the answer is also not to just sit around and feel your feelings 
like in a way that you're refusing to take responsibility for them where you're blaming them on others where you're commiserating and maybe kind of whining together and not get to work with what's important for you. As is usually the case in this world, think chiaroscuro, you know, two opposite things. The two things that originally seem like opposites are actually two sides of the same thing that balance each other out. They're both powerful and necessary components to a happy, healthy, and balanced life. If you want to survive in the forest for a long time, or if you want to stay in the game long enough to create a successful opera career or whatever else you might want to be doing, develop some grit and develop some emotional resilience. Okay, you might get far with grit, but hate the journey without the emotional intelligence. And you'll probably give up early if you only focus on your emotions and forget the grit. So friends, it's time to start taking action. It's time to take control of your emotions, embrace them, experience them, learn how to process them, how to use them to your advantage. And it's time to face the hard and uncomfortable feelings and stick with things even when it seems hard and fruitless. That is the way the world works, my friends. Almost nothing comes easy in reality. So learn to process your emotions and then get to work. And start by signing up for a free sample session at evandunn.com. You are amazing and I cannot wait to meet you. So stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage, my friends. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 